and welcome to the second episode of my show. I'm really excited about this episode because we're talking about one of my favorite subjects, and that is emotions. And I want you to think about something. What does emotional independence mean for you? We all have amazing days where everything goes just right. And then we have horrible days where everything is upside down. So what determines whether we have an extraordinary day or a failed one? And the answer is the emotional state that we are in. Our behavior is the result of the emotional state that we have. And everything that we do in this life is to generate a certain emotion. For instance, you make money to go on a holiday and feel good. You're in a relationship in order to feel loved and safe. Our life is led by emotions, whether we realize that or not. And if you think anything in your life and you start about anything in your, if you think about anything in your life and why you want that, and you start questioning it, why do I want this? Even though it seems rational at first, you'll end up with an emotion at the end. So everything leads back to emotions. Everything we do is to feel good. And if you ask why, 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 you'll get an emotion in the end, usually a good one. Aubrey Marcus says that everything we do is an attempt to be loved. The nice clothes, the fancy things, the success, the popularity, the acts of service. The biggest motivation in our life is to be loved, physically, emotionally, sexually. And our brain is divided into two hemispheres, the right and the left one. The right one takes care of emotions, creativity, intuition, art, creation, imagination. While the left one has to do with logic, analysis, ideas, facts, mathematics, you know, everything rational. And also the brain is divided into three parts which are the neocortex, the limbic system, and the reptilian brain. The neocortex, as the name implies, is the newest part of the brain. And this one is very rational. The limbic system handles emotions, while the reptilian brain is in charge of instincts, sexual, territorial, feeding, fight or flight, and so on. There's also a division between our conscious and our unconscious mind, subconscious. During the day, we use our conscious mind around 5%, which is crazy, and the unconscious about 95%. The unconscious contains all of our beliefs, all of our habits, our emotions, our values, And our unconscious, because it takes care of 95% of our day, it basically controls our lives. And there has been research that shows that when someone cuts the emotional part of their brain, there was a case study done by a businessman that did that because he wanted to be more rational. 
So it's a real study. And what happened was that he was not able to make decisions anymore. For instance, if someone asked him, you know, what time do you want to meet tomorrow, nine or 10? He couldn't decide because all of our emotions, all of our decisions, they're actually emotional. They're not rational as we think they are. And we just use logic to justify them. We are emotional creatures and we just pretend to be rational. But every decision that we make is actually emotional. Going back to the question that I asked you at the beginning of the podcast, what does emotional independence mean to you? Personally, I observed that people around me expect that and are used to that, that their emotions need to be influenced by others. For instance, if a friend criticizes you or your family, your husband or wife criticizes you, you get sad. And if they give you a compliment, you get happy. If someone is indifferent with you, you get angry and so on. And all these reactions show that you are emotionally dependent. You're emotionally dependent if someone criticizes you and you get upset. Most people believe that it's not normal to be able to choose your own emotions. And that it's normal to react to things and not to be able to control what you feel. So you end up reacting impulsively and instinctively. But the difference between the people that succeed in their life and those who fail is that those who succeed are able to constantly create a good emotional state for themselves that supports them and in achieving their goals, supports them achieving their goals. Emotions are like fuel, which can be of different qualities. And you need to put in quality fuel in the car to get to the destination. And it's the same with emotions. The car is our behavior. The behavior that we take needs to be fueled by quality emotions. Otherwise, we don't get where we need to. So what creates these emotions that we have? There are three main factors that determine the way that we feel. And Tony Robbins calls them the emotional triangle. And the elements of the triangle are focus, language, and physiology. So I'm going to talk about each of them. So let's start with focus. And I invite you to think about a scenario. Let's say your partner um, is late to pick you up for somewhere. Like you're supposed to meet, you're supposed to go on a date. You know, if you don't have a partner, just imagine that you have one. And they're late. What do you think about? So take a little bit of time and just think, what, what are you thinking about? So your partner is late. If you thought that they had a car accident, for instance, most probably you, when you see your partner, you'll run towards them, hug them. You'll be so excited and happy to see them. And this emotion, this, this uh, excitement comes from an emotional state of worry and care for them. 
But if you thought that your partner forgot about you or doesn't care about you, you won't act the same when you see them. So what you focus on in this experience determines how you feel. Where focus goes, energy flows. And the way that two different people focus on this scenario that I just gave you with a partner that is late will either make them feel gratitude or they'll feel furious, even though they experience the exact same thing. It all depends on how they looked on the situation, at the situation. There is a part of our brain that is called the reticular activating system, RAS for short. And this determines what you focus on. For instance, have you ever bought an outfit or a car and all of a sudden you start noticing that car or that outfit everywhere? Did you notice the outfit or the car earlier? No. So why do you see them now? Because when you buy them, when you buy that outfit or that car, the reticular activating system says, whoa, okay, that is important for you. So I have to notice everything that has to do with that thing. By the way, you can hop in the call. If you have any questions at any time, you can hop in and ask them. So if you focus on negative things, like negative people, like if you have a belief like people are dishonest, you will only see this type of people everywhere. But if you focus on positive things, that's what you will observe and that's what you will attract in your life. And to give you a secret, like even if, you will see it even if it's not there. So if you have the belief people are dishonest, you will see dishonest people even in people that are honest. Just because this is what your filter tells you. This is what you see. And you're not able to see the person for who they truly are because you have this belief. You have these colored glasses that you look at life through. And we all have them. But the point and what is productive to do is to wear a pair of glasses that is productive for you, that gives you a positive state. There have been studies made on cells that show that depending on who looks at the cell, the cell changes. So you can see it's really important how you look at people, how you look at yourself. Because the way you look at people, they'll, un they'll end up behaving according to your expectations and how, what you project on them. If you see someone as a good or generous person, they will start becoming that. There's a really funny story that one of my friends told me. So he's a good guy. He's a normal person. But one day he was walking down the street and there was this woman in front of him and he was wearing a hoodie. He looked a little bit strange. So, you know, this woman was 
he so again he's a really good guy like there's nothing shady about him i know him personally i can guarantee that he's a really good guy i've known him for a lot of years so this woman in front of him it was i think it was night and they were walking down the street and this woman looked at him he looked she looked back at him and she got scared for some reason so she started walking faster so this guy was like she, he noticed that and he didn't understand like why did she start looking why does she start walking faster so he started walking faster and this woman was just looking at him like he she thought he was some sort of criminal or something and at some point you know she was almost running and my friend this guy he almost started running as well for some reason and then he was telling me i don't understand what happened it's just the way she looked at me it's just what she projected on me you know so it's funny and a bit scary as well like <laughs> i don't recommend people do that but it was funny for me to notice that because i know nothing would have happened of course but that that poor woman got so scared because she projected on him that he is a certain way he's a criminal or he has bad intentions and even though he didn't because she saw him in this way he started acting like this and to see how important focus is, I invite you to do a little exercise right now. Close your eyes for a minute and just relax. Take a comfortable position. Take a few deep breaths. Just breathe in and breathe out. And once you find a comfortable position, I invite you to think about something that you're really proud of or something that you could be proud of yourself for if you really wanted to. Something that you're really proud when it comes to yourself. Could be your body, a problem that you solved, an achievement, your health. What makes you feel proud? Now think about something that makes you feel grateful. And breathe in into that gratefulness. What about that thing makes you feel grateful? Notice how you're feeling when you're truly grateful about that thing. And now notice how you feel compared to the beginning of the exercise. You'll notice that you will, you will feel way better if you did this exercise and you truly managed to relax and focus on something positive, like being proud of yourself or being grateful, your state changes immediately. And now you see how much power you hold in your own hands. Your mind is able to create amazing things. It's extremely powerful. And it can help you achieve anything that you want if you have the right tools. The key to producing the results that you want is to represent 
and interpret things in a way that puts you and others in a good state and allows you to act in a way that you will be able to achieve your goals. You know, reality is extremely relative. We don't actually have access to reality. Like, think about it. You would say, the sky is blue. You know, this is a fact. You know, this is your reality. But if you really think about it, a dog doesn't see the sky as blue. It sees the sky as gray because dogs can't see colors. A colorblind person doesn't see the sky as blue. There are other animals that see colors completely different than we humans do. So their reality is completely different from ours. Does that mean that that animal is wrong or that that person is wrong and you're right? Or does it just mean that different beings, different humans have different perspectives on the same reality? So unless you're Jesus or Buddha, and I don't think anyone listening to this podcast is, you, you don't have direct access to reality. You, we see reality through a lot of filters that your parents, that your society, religion, you, like the beliefs that you constructed by interacting, interacting with your environment, that your parents passed on to you. So as I said earlier, you know, you have the belief that people are generous or people are good. You're only going to see and meet people that are like this. You're going to be attracted to people that are like this. But if you see people that, you know, if you think everyone has a bad intention, then this is the kind of people that you are going to meet. Even though it's not true, you're going to see it like this. So focus is extremely important. I think you get the point. The second element of the triangle is physiology. And I have an interesting story to tell you. A few summers ago, I think it was about four or five years ago, I just broke up with a guy and I was extremely depressed. I was at the seaside, you know, I was in the hotel and I was so, so sad. You know, I was crying. I could feel this feeling in my chest, in my stomach. I couldn't breathe properly. It was horrible. I was crying like all the time. So, you know, after a few hours of crying, I was like, you know, I need to do something. This is not okay. I don't like this state. I need to change it somehow. So, you know, I was like, what could I do? You know, so I knew from Tony Robbins that physiology can help you change your state. So I just went down and luckily there was a pool there. So I just threw myself into the water. I just jumped in the pool. And I can tell you, in a matter of seconds, my, cha- my state just changed. My emotions changed. I, of course, I was sad after as well, but it wasn't that bad. Because, of course, you have to work on your emotions. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later. But on the spot, my, ch- my state changed completely. And, you know, 
for instance, try sitting right now like a depressive person. You know, take the position. How does, think about it or even do it right now. How does a person that is depressed look like? How do they sit? Are they breathing deeply or is their breath shallow? Do they look up or do they look down? Just take that position and stay a few seconds in this position. Just imagine that you're depressed and stay in this position. And I want you to change now this position and look like a confident person, a person that is extremely confident in themselves, that trusts themselves, that is happy. What happened to your body? I can almost guarantee that you stood up straight, that you took a power pose, that you're breathing deeply, that you look up, that you know, your body, your physiology completely changed. I have personally never seen a sad person walking with their eyes up and, you know, looking uh, like their, their shoulders straight, their back straight, breathing deeply, smiling. I've never seen a sad person doing that. And I've never seen a confident person with their back arched and looking down and just looking like they hate life. Because the position, your body influences the way you feel. And we don't realize how much it does. Think about a time in your life when you took a cold shower or you went to the gym or you did exercise. And that completely changed your mood and your emotional state. So now you can notice what a huge impact physiology has on our emotions. The third element of the emotional triangle is language. The words that we use create our beliefs. And if you repeat something, certain words about yourself or about life in general, for a longer period of time, you start believing them. Even if at first you didn't, you will start believing because you repeat that and eventually they get into your subconscious mind. If a person hears every day that they're wonderful or they're horrible, they will start believing that. If you tell a kid that he's horrible every day, he'll start, he'll start believing that, that he's a horrible person. But if you tell them they're smart, they're beautiful, they're amazing, they're capable, they will start integrating that and they'll start believing that. So the way that we talk to ourselves is extremely important. And that's why, for instance, affirmations are a very powerful tool. So I invite you, after you listen to this podcast, to make a list of all of your current beliefs. So I want you to bring out that sadistic, critical voice inside your head, to bring that out. And write down all of your fucked up beliefs that you have about yourself. That you are not a good person. That you're not allowed to enjoy life for some reason. That you're not confident. That you're not capable to do something. Just write everything down. For 10 minutes, just write everything that comes in your mind. And that you think is bad about yourself. Why do you dislike yourself? So I invite you to, after you do this, to read 
all of those beliefs out loud, but do it with a funny voice, like a Disney character voice or a villain voice or whatever funny, stupid voice that you want. This will show you how fucked up and crazy and irrational these beliefs are. And they will start losing power over you. Because once you make the unconscious conscious, it won't affect you. You'll bring that dark side that's inside of you, you'll bring it to light. And now, after you do this, write down the beliefs that you would like to have about yourself. Write down what, how would you like to think? You know, think about your goals and think, how would a person that is successful or that would achieve these goals think like? How does a successful person think about, how that, how, what do they think about themselves? What do they think about the world? What beliefs do they have? And if you don't know, do some research. Look successful people online, listen to their podcasts, you know, listen to videos of them and see how do they think. And write down all the beliefs that you would like to integrate in yourself. And a trick that I like to do and that I used is either say those beliefs out loud in the mirror and do that repeatedly until you integrate these beliefs. Or a quicker way to do that is to record your voice and do it kind of like Think about it like kind of hypnosis. So you state all of those beliefs and then play it at night or right before you go to sleep. Because this is when your conscious mind goes to sleep. So there are no more barriers. There isn't that critical voice that says, oh, I don't actually believe that. I don't actually think I'm smart. I know I'm stupid. So I'm not going to believe that. So your critical mind goes to sleep. And your unconscious mind is, is blooming in that time. And this is when you will absorb everything. And the most important thing is for your unconscious mind to believe those beliefs, to take in those beliefs, because this is what actually controls our lives, as I said earlier. Now, if you have any questions or anything, you can let me know. I can wait a couple of seconds if you have any questions about what I've just said. And if not, I want to tell you that I don't want you to think that because I'm teaching you right now how to change your state, I don't want you to think that there are any negative emotions. I don't want to encourage that pop psychology that you see on Instagram or on Facebook that says, oh, you should always be positive. Yeah, think positive, be optimistic all the time. And that discourages you from leaving your negative emotions, from leaving your sadness, your anger. Because fear, all these emotions, fear, anger, they're extremely useful in the right context. Fear is extremely useful when you're in a life or death situation. Anger is extremely useful when someone attacks your children, for example. So in the right context, all these emotions that you consider negative are actually extremely positive. So I don't want you to think that there are any negative emotions. 
And the thing is, the moment you run away from your emotions, they start controlling you. They will come back because every emotion asks for its right to be lived, to be expressed, to be consumed. And if you don't leave your emotion, they end, it ends up overwhelming you because you didn't feel it. And I'm going to tell you a secret. No emotion can last longer than 15 minutes. It's literally biologically impossible to feel an emotion for more than 15 minutes because our body needs variety. So it will, our physiology needs variety, you know, so our, the body, the, our biochemistry is going to change after 15 minutes. But if you run away from an emotion and you inhibit it, because you're going to say, Okay, but I felt sad for more than 15 minutes in my life. Yes, because you didn't actually allow yourself to feel that emotion. Because what most of us do is after like 30 seconds of feeling an uncomfortable emotion like sadness or anger, we start inhibiting it. We start thinking about something else. And your thoughts keep bringing it back. Because, you know, it's like running away from a dog. If you're running away from a dog, your mind is going to think about that dog. You can't think about something else. It's going to be there in the background until you actually confront it. So unless you actually leave your emotion, it will consume you. It's like trash, trying to push a bowl full of air underwater. The thing about it, this emotions, positive or negative, is that you can't actually feel positive emotions if you don't allow yourself to feel the negative ones because the moment you inhibit your negative emotions like your sadness for instance you will numb yourself and you won't just numb yourself to the negative emotions but you will also numb yourself to the positive emotions so people are so afraid to leave their sadness, their anger, their disappointment, that they choose to live life as a numb or dead person. But life is not supposed to be like that. Life is a roller coaster. And you go down and then you go up. And the more you allow yourself to go down, the more you'll be able to go up as well. So this was it. This was my podcast about emotions. I hope you enjoyed it. I will ask you on my Instagram as well to, I'll ask you what topics you would like me to talk about in my next episode, because I want to do this podcast um, for you, like related to you and based on your needs, your desires. And thank you for listening to me. I hope you enjoyed it. Have an amazing day and leave your emotions. Be happy. Goodbye.